Hey everybody, welcome back to Micah Jiggers with Dan and Emily. Today's a special episode. It's going to be our Bronx and Scotty holiday special. Yay! Hello, motherfuckers. We're going to be talking about all kinds of holiday stuff. I wish Dan would have kept recording because when he was going to open the show, it's almost as good as last week when I was telling you guys about Scotty just hacking a good one when I was opening. But right before Dan spoke, <laughs> Bronx comes out of the basement and meow really loud. Yes, my mouth was in the motion of opening <laughs> and he just meowed out of nowhere. <laughs> it was so perfect. Okay. So with it being the holiday season, I thought it would be great for the third and fourth members of our show if I just got them some little Christmas presents. And now Emily's going to unwrap them for us. Hey, you know what Bronx is doing over in the other room? I don't want to know. <laughs> well, she's taken, or he's taken Scotty's bed to Pound Town. I can Ooh. hear him. And Scotty looks very concerned right now. No, anytime that he makes noise, she has to be like in his goddamn business. Oh, it wasn't his bed. It was the blankets on my floor. Either way, he was fucking something. Hey, come here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump into these presents. Yeah, the first one is going to be for Scotty. Now, these presents, you will have to help them enjoy it. Really, Dan? It's not even wrapped, guys. Like, he did the poorest okay. wrapping. It really confused. <laughs> what is Scotty's first gift? Music from the motion picture Euro Trip. I'm really confused. What's the first track? <laughs> <laughs> Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Scotty. <laughs> I'm sure she's really going to enjoy this. I expect you to play that on loop for her all the time. No. There's Bronx. Do you know what went your gift? <laughs> Bronx probably needs his gift. It feels flimsy. Mm hmm. That's what she said. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> A paperback copy of How to Talk to Your Cat About Gun Safety and Abstinence Drugs, Satanism, and Other Dangers That Threaten Their Nightmares. You're going to have to repeat that. No, that was intelligible. I don't know if I can. How to Talk to Your Cat About Gun Safety and Abstinence Drugs, Satanism, and Other Dangers That Threaten Their Nine Lives. The best part of this book is the photos to go with the lessons. There's kittens reaching for handguns. There's one cat at a computer supposedly talking to strangers online. Can I just read the first sentence? Introduction. My fellow Pertriots, you hold in your hand the only book in print today with the courage to tell it like it is. To stand up to the idolaters, the, li the liberals, and the international bankers, and the secret kings of Europe who want to destroy America. And replace it with their one world government. <laughs> oh, no. Flip through it real quick. Just oh, my God. Just saw these pictures. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. This one that's just packed with ammo. This one looks exactly like Bronx and Scotty. <laughs> I think that's the lesson on uh, um, self-defense. 
how to talk to your cat about evolution. <laughs> so, okay. So one of the chapters is how to talk to your cat about abstinence. And the cat in the picture has a collar with a tag on it that says, I am worth waiting for. This is so good. I cannot wait to read this. These are good. How to talk to your cat about puberty. And it's got a fucking lion in it. (laughs) (laughs) And a little kitty. Oh, I cannot wait to read this one about Satanism. Thanks, Dan. My animals will appreciate it, but their owner appreciates it a little bit more. Okay. You ready to jump right into what the fuck news? I am. So the Midwest at this current moment that we're recording this is getting slammed with a bunch of snow and a little bit of ice. For days, the news channels and people were talking about, like, don't drive, don't drive. Like, they do all the time because it's going to just get worse and worse and worse and heavier throughout the night. 10 a.m. is when it was going to start hitting St. Louis. 10 a.m. St. Charles County, Missouri, 13 car pile up. I don't fucking know how this happens. Obviously, yes, people are in a hurry to get home. But when it has been, multiple people have been saying, don't go out, do not drive, do everything over the weekend, like Friday, Saturday, because of the impending, they're literally called it a winter storm for the last three days. 13 car pile up at 10 a.m. this morning. From year to year, people forget how to drive in winter weather. I don't get it. So it closed 270 for hours and hours, which is the busiest interstate section. In the St. Louis area, it gets you to wherever you go. People are so fucking stupid. Every year. And I don't get it. It's not like we live in Florida where snow is not that rare. You get it every year. Yes. And the fact like where we live, we don't usually get the salt trucks till later because they're busy trying to keep the interstates clear. But it still just blows my mind the amount of just stupidity. And how it just went from one crash, probably a two-car collision, to 11 more cars. I don't get it. I really don't. Yeah, and they were probably driving too fast for the weather anyway. People are dumb. That is my conclusion. But I just thought it was hilarious because, you know, for the last couple days, they've been saying, don't drive. Sunday and Monday are going to be pretty bad. Whatever. Here's a story that I wish I could go experience myself. Mounds Theater stages It's an Honorable Life, a Klingon variation of the classic film It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. In St. Paul, Minnesota. This theater is performing all in Klingon with English subtitles projected. Nice. And apparently the plot of it is a Klingon warrior wants to die as soon as possible in glorious combat so he can have an honorable death instead of dying of old age. But then this other godlike alien species comes in takes him through his life to show him that it's a more honorable thing to just live out your whole life. It sounds interesting. I'm of two minds of it. I love It's a Wonderful Life, and I love Star Trek, and the geek in me wants to see this. Do you know how to speak Klingon? No, but they're going to have projected subtitles. I was just going to ask you to bust them out. I only know two words, but no. (laughs) (laughs) The problem I have with it is Klingon, even though it has become a fully developed language, it is horrible to listen to. Can I tell you that the Duolingo app has a Klingon section? I know, yeah, but 
Yeah, I want to love this. I feel like I wouldn't enjoy it if I actually went to it, just like I see ads for Star Trek cruises where people stay in character for an entire cruise. Mm. No, see, it's too much. I don't think much. I could do that. It's too much. Themed cruises kind of bother me in general. It would be cool to be on a cruise and see Star Trek actors walking around. You could go up to them, but no, I don't want to be stuck on a boat in the middle of the ocean with people dressed up as a whole bunch of different aliens for like a week. You know, they would probably stage some kind of like accident and you guys would have to like figure it out Star Trek style. I could see that. Wreck the boat. So one of the headlines that has come up is Hallmark pulled an ad on the show on its network because it advertised a website that showed two women kissing at the altar. I don't have words for that because it's the people who are at the network say, you know, we appreciate everybody. There's your Brox and Scotty for the holiday special. They only pulled that one ad from this company, but kept all the others of opposite sex couples kissing. They only pulled it because they received a bunch of backlash and hate from a conservative advocacy group. And this, one of the spokespeople from the network goes, they removed the ad because it was a distraction. The debate surrounding these commercials on all sides was distracting from the purpose of the network, which is to provide entertainment value. She also added that the Hallmark brand is never going to be diverse because we don't want to create controversy, that it was in their best interest to pull the ad. I can see it from like their business point of view of they don't want to lose all those people that are complaining, but at the same time, it's going to keep being controversial unless you show these ads to help normalize it. Exactly. And when we were talking about this earlier, you made a really good point about Hallmark. The people are trying to bang in every movie. You guys heard our movie last week. It's quote unquote love over three days. Exactly. So people can get married and fuck in three days, but you can't have a little ad from a wedding planning website showing two people in love kissing. It's disappointing that people seem to be upset by this ad because it, I guess, doesn't show good Hallmark family values when the only thing that's different is it's two same-sex people in love. What bothers me is when, you know, family values. What about the kids and the parents that watch these that don't get represented? What about their family values? They're a normal family, too. Yeah, they can be perfectly loving, well-rounded families. They have to work really hard to have families. I would wager they probably value it more than a lot of opposite sex couples. One of my favorite quotes is, Why is it okay for two people to hate each other, get married, but it's not okay for two people who love each other to get married? True. This one's actually a really <laughs> short one. Bus full of school kids evacuated over too much Axe body spray in Florida. <laughs> oh, gross. They had to be evacuated and evaluated by local EMS. Oh, my God. The main question I have, and I looked at a few different articles and didn't really get a solid answer. Was it a school kid wearing too much Axe? To reiterate a earlier episode, 
Cologne does not replace a shower. Neither does Axe body spray. Blech. At the same time, I can see high schoolers being stupid jackasses and saying, what happens if we spray this whole can of Axe on the bus? I'm sure that is what actually happened is that two dumb kids or multiple dumb kids like set off like like a, like a bug bomb <laughs> on a school bus. I'd say that's probably it, but I can also see a high school boy wearing an entire can of Axe. Mm-hmm. I remember freshman year pretty clearly, and that's all it was, was B.O. and Axe. <laughs> yeah, that's all I had for that story. Well, my next one's pretty short, too, because a woman found a 10-foot python in her Christmas tree. Reason number 3,000 that Australia is a terrible place to live. Happened in Australia. Two people come home. They're, they just got home from like shopping or something, and they were standing around the tree. They were leaning on the tree. They're standing next to it. And then I think it even said the woman had her arm around the tree at one point. And then they look and there's a giant ass python wrapped around the fucking tree. And they were like, they noped away from it. The craziest part is they just let it chill. The snake was in the tree for multiple hours and they just let it slither away on its own. I would have at least called like their version of like animal control and like, Hey, we've got this giant python. Can somebody, you know, help us get it out safely? Right. No, they just, you know. <laughs> they noped right out of there. They yeah, just, they did. They just, we'll they come s- back. You, you do your thing. I mean, I would too. I think snakes are cool. I would love to have a snake pet, but a 10-foot python, I think I'm going to pass on. <laughs> yeah. I don't want one in my tree. That's what you get for having a Christmas tree. <laughs> There's no pythons in my Christmas tree. They didn't think they had a python in their Christmas tree. <laughs> I just want to know how it got in, like where it came from, because it wasn't there a day or so ago, and then they came home and there it was. The pictures, I can't wait for you to see the picture of it wrapped in the tree. I think we need to go on Urban Dictionary and add python in your Christmas tree as a, <laughs> as a euphemism. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't wait for you guys to hear my uh, Urban Dictionary later. (laughs) My next one, a little more serious. Female TV reporter seeks criminal charges against man who slapped her backside on camera. (laughs) Reporter Alex Bozarjean was covering a race in Savannah, Georgia, when one of the runners running by slapped her on the ass. And the video, it was live. So it went out, and she is just shocked as it happens and just looks off in the distance as he's running away. I don't understand where people think they have the absolute fucking right to do that. Yeah, and it was stupid of the guy anyway, because he had a number. They were able to easily track down who this was. She has filed a sexual battery complaint with the Savannah PD, and... The race coordinators have banned him from ever participating in the race again. Good. That one, good. When they finally reported on who this guy is, he is a scout leader and a youth group leader. <laughs> this is a... What a poor judge of care. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. This guy's supposed to be a role model, and he's just running around helping himself to slap women's asses. I have a quote from him here. He's not very remorseful. I'm sure he's not. Well, his quotes read like he's sorry he got caught rather than he did it. You guys should have seen my eye roll. Here's his quote, and his name is Tommy Calloway. I touched her back. I did not know exactly how exactly where I touched her. I did not see her facial reaction. 
I just kept running, and if I did see her facial reaction, I would have been embarrassed. I'd have felt ashamed, and I would have stopped, turned around, went back, and apologized to her. Why did you touch her in the first place? Yeah, if he'd known she didn't enjoy it, he would have apologized. <sighs> That's not how it works. You're not supposed to help yourself to somebody's body. And what? Then if they object, be like, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were cool with this. What a fucking pig. Like, that just makes me so angry, especially as a woman. It makes me so unbelievably angry to know that, and this can go down a whole, like, rabbit hole, but, like, there's, I don't understand men's ego sometimes and why they think that they can do whatever they want. It's not okay. I wish I could find the original article that I read where he was quoted as saying he didn't mean for it to hurt, as if that justifies it. You should see the look Emily's giving me. Their just mouth is open, just like, what? I don't fucking How get it. How does that mean anything? I, I didn't mean for it to hurt. I don't get it, and it makes me so just unbelievably angry. Yeah, that's what's so aggravating about everything that he has said. What a piece of shit. He's not sorry he touched her. It's just, oh, I didn't mean for it to her. I didn't mean for her to be offended. But watch. So... Everything that he's involved in, but he's a good guy. He didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't like he meant to do that, or he would never do that. It's such the so out of his character. Yeah, another quote. They did it on fucking camera. They caught his ass doing it. He has also said he originally was just going to wave at the camera, but he got caught up in the moment and just went for it. No. That guy saw her, and he knew what he was doing. I don't know what she's whining about either. She disagrees. She Well, she agrees with us. Yes, yeah, Scotty's disappointed in this man, too. Yeah. She wants attention from me. That's what she's whining about. That's what she's over here for. <laughs> she loves Dan so much. I might have to get her a real Christmas present. <laughs> Before we started, Scotty was in a cute little Christmas sweater. That was adorable. She is too thick for. Yeah. And so she cries when I put it on her after it's been on too long. But she also has a little neck scarf thingy that I bought. It's too small. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm going to get a dollar collar and I'm going to sew it to it. Yeah, but keeping with the holiday season, why don't we just talk about Christmas decorations? I've always been back and forth on, I know Dan doesn't do a Christmas tree, but like back and forth on how people decorate trees. My Christmas tree, I do white lights, but I have ornaments that I've gotten as I've grown up. And so it's just It's literally all of my ornaments. Mikey has one ornament, (laughs) and it's a little chibi Spider-Man character. (laughs) I don't know. I don't really decorate other than that. I have a ceramic Christmas tree, which I absolutely love. I think they're the coolest decorations. And I have a Merry Christmas, you filthy animal sign, (laughs) hand-painted. But that's really about it. I've got a little reindeer up on a shelf, and... A little snowman, but I don't go all out. I put our stockings up, but like I don't have a big enough organized space where I can decorate, and I can't wait to do that someday. Right. If I was going to put up a tree, I think I normally would prefer white lights. The multicolored can be cool, too. I mean, it makes me think of childhood Christmas. Yeah. Maybe a few ornaments. I don't enjoy garland. I like... Not garland, but like I like greenery to put around. Like if I had a banister or something, mm-hmm. I like that. But with the Christmas lights, that's why my real tree has white lights and my ceramic <laughs> tree has colored lights. I hate when people decorate Christmas trees and they throw every possible Christmas decoration 
on that tree and it looks like somebody just threw up a box of decorations. I know when I lived with my parents, the last year that I lived with them, my mom for a year and I think the year before she did um, little beading before I put the ornaments on. Like it was subtle though. It wasn't like the bit, like, you know, yeah. the big one. Yeah, I'm not talking about subtle. <laughs> I'm talking about subtle though. So like, it almost looks like some Mardi Gras, like show your titty beads. Mm. And we would wrap that around the tree and then we hang our ornaments. But I don't understand. Like I could not do like tinsel. Fuck tinsel. Mm-mm. Fuck that shit. Like fuck glitter. Fuck that shit yes. too. You've seen people that have decorated trees and it's lights, garland, tinsel, beads, Maybe popcorn. Yeah, I don't understand putting food on the tree. And ornaments, and then you have you have store-bought ornaments, and then there's like handcrafted, sewn ornaments. It just gets to be a mess. Keep it subtle. Yeah, Simple right. and subtle. Keep it classy. One reason I don't enjoy Christmas is all the music. Ugh. It's that time of year where there's only so many Christmas songs, so you just end up hearing the same songs by different people. From the beginning of November yes, to the end of December. Over and over again, just different covers of the same songs. And it gets so old. Yes. So you want to talk about the ones we dislike the most. I don't want to use hate, really, with Christmas. I've probably already used it in the episode, but it's not hate. I just get annoyed. I literally cannot stand any Christmas song. Mm. Absolutely hate Christmas music. Working in retail is the only reason I hate Christmas music. But the one Christmas song that I fucking hate the most is Mariah. I hate Mariah Carey anyways. <laughs> but all I want for Christmas is you. hate that song. And what I hate the most is when she tried singing it on stage two years ago and she just bopped around like a piece of meat. Mm-hmm. Didn't even sing the song and then got mad when people were calling her out for it. I'm okay with that song, actually. I don't love it, but it's newer anyway. The other Christmas song that I hate is the um, I'm Getting Nothing for Christmas. <laughs> I was singing my own version at work the other day. I am an orphan for Christmas. <laughs> do, 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 do. Mommy and daddy are dead. I fucking love it. I listened to that one. Which explains why he's getting nothing for Christmas. Ooh. And you know what other song that I hate? What? Dominic the Donkey. I love Dominic no, the Donkey. No, I cannot stand that song. How often do you get an opportunity to hee-haw like a donkey? I don't want to. Have you tried it? I don't want to. It's enjoyable. <laughs> Especially when it gets on people's nerves. <laughs> uh, I mean, the list can go on for Christmas music that I hate. No, mine, the first one is Baby It's Cold Outside. That was also on my list. I forgot about that one. And not for any of the woke reasons that people want to complain about, oh, it's a date rapey song. Did you just say woke? Yeah. (laughs) And I meant that in a dismissive way. (laughs) But I just don't like it because it's so repetitive. Yes. That's what makes it annoying. I don't care about the content of it. It was from a different era. It's not supposed to be taken the way people are taking it. But it literally is that the fact she's saying like, can I just fucking go home? And he's like, no, stay. And she's like, just. That's not really what's going on. She's making it. She's playing hard to get. She doesn't really want to go home. Girl knows what she wants. (laughs) No, I just hate it because it's so repetitive. You don't get very far before it's back to baby it's cold outside. Mm -hmm. Another one I don't like. And 
I know you're not going to enjoy this. Irving Berlin Snow. I don't like that one either, really. Oh, okay. For the same reason, it's so repetitive. There's not much of a chorus to it. It's just people saying like various winter-related stuff and then someone else chiming in, snow. See, my only problem with that song is like it doesn't sound very on key to any part of the music. But he only said that because, well, not, he didn't pick it because of this, but White Christmas is my absolute all-time favorite Christmas movie. Like, I don't get into the Christmas spirit, but I love that movie. The last one I don't care for, Last Christmas. Yes! Who wants a sad Christmas song? And personally, it hits a little close to home this year, but (laughs) just as a song in general, why do you want a sad, depressing, heartbreaking Christmas song? That is bad. But I did make it better for myself. There's an emo Christmas playlist, and it makes it so much fucking better. It's a lot of made-up bands. You're a made-up band. Okay. (laughs) So, now that we've talked about Christmas music that we all hate, also, you guys, let us know what Christmas music you hate, because we also probably hate it as well. Yeah. Let us know at Micah Jiggers Podcast on Facebook. (laughs) I love our little, just, like, plug. So, to stay in the holiday theme, let's talk about some of our favorite holiday memories, because I've got some, I've got two really good ones. You want to go first? Sure. Really, all my holiday memories are associated with gifts. Uh, One was my eighth grade year. One of my brothers, who didn't live with me at the time, came to visit for Christmas and surprised me with a Nintendo 64. That's awesome. And GoldenEye 64. I still have that to this day. I cherish it so much. I had so much fun with the system, but I wanted one so much. And circumstances at the time didn't really allow for my family to get a new game console. And my brother, who hadn't really been working that long, he wasn't that much older than me. He saved up some money and bought me a Nintendo 64. It was used, Mm -hmm. but like... That's still so sweet. I cherish that gift quite a bit. and. I've had so much fun with it over the years. Every once in a while, I hook it up to my TV. It makes my eyes bleed trying to play (laughs) Nintendo 64 on a large HD screen. You need to get like an old fat back TV to play it on. I really love that gift and that he was just a kid who didn't have much money himself and he got me that. It meant so much at the time. That's so cool. So my first one is I was about seven and um, I got my first guitar for Christmas from my grandparents. But what made it special is that it was the last Christmas I had with my grandpa. So a little sad. Yeah. I'm a little sad now, but he was such a good guy. And that guitar was awesome. And that's what really, that's what really got me like sparked into like music and stuff and it was so much fun to learn how to play it. I don't fucking know how to play a guitar now. <laughs> I could learn. I'm really good at reading music. I, that's how I found out that I was good at mu- like reading music. Mm. But it really sucked because when we moved out of our, not the house that I lived in the country, but when I lived in town, it got warped and the neck broke when that's, I was about 13. That's sad. So yeah, it, it sucked to see it go, but. You didn't keep the parts. No, it was in too bad of a condition because I don't even know what happened. I don't know if it fell and it broke or if it just got too much moisture to it and it snapped. It's sad. Yeah. 
Yep, my other one is from whatever year Batman Returns came out. That was an awesome Christmas. I had to have had, if not every toy in the toy line, almost everyone on Christmas morning. The Batman figures, I had Catwoman. I still have that Catwoman figure, mainly because Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman is partially responsible for making me realize women are kind of awesome. Even as a boy, I was like, damn, she's sexy. (laughs) But so many toys in that line. There was a Robin, even though he's not in that movie. Yeah. There was a penguin who had a jet shaped like a umbrella that dropped umbrella shaped bombs. That's cool. I had little penguins with rocket launchers on their backs. And the best part of the whole thing was a playset. It was a Wayne Manor. It was a folding thing. So the front of it was the outside of Wayne Manor and it had doors that opened. When you folded that out on the inside was like a dining hall backdrop. And then you could fold it out more. And on the other side of the dining hall backdrop with its own door to the next section was the Batcave. That's so cool. With like a chamber you could put a Bruce Wayne action figure into, and then you turn a knob and it would turn it to the other side where there was a Batman action figure. So it looked like he changed. That's really cool. Yes. And then it had like a factory on the outside. So you could have the villains fighting him there. And I had the Batmobile. Oh, it, so many toys at Christmas. But mm-hmm. I have so many great memories of playing with it for the longest time. That's really awesome. My last one was my first Christmas with Mikey. That Christmas, it was 2014. I was super, super sick. I was down for over two weeks because I had influenza. So fucking sick. Luckily, I got a little bit better before Christmas. And so that Christmas, he made me a pointillism. For people, if you don't understand, it's dot art. Okay. Like, take, like, dots and you make, like, pictures out of it. And it was a Night Before Christmas scene. I can post pictures of it because it's so fucking cool. It's still framed and hanging up in my room. He made that for me. And he was like, it was so hard to hide from you because you'd be here all the time. (laughs) And it was hard to hide. It took him weeks to do it. It was probably hard to find time to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's all done in Sharpie. And he did that and gave me my first piece of jewelry from him, which was a necklace. And it was a really nice necklace. But it was also worst Christmas because I gave influenza to six people. <laughs> Literally, I gave it to my mom, my dad, my cousin and her mom, and the lady that does my and my mom's hair mm-hmm. and her husband. I think I got it from work when I was working there. Don't point at me. <laughs> I'm fairly certain I didn't have it. I think I I remember. remember. Because I remember coming home on a sat. Yeah, because I didn't go to work on Sunday. It was on a Saturday. I came home and I'm like, man, I do not feel good. And I woke up the next day and I was like, I can't go to work. I feel absolutely sick. And my mom had to do something. So my dad had to take me to the doctor and like, yeah, you have influenza. And I had to call out of uh, school that entire week. You keep pointing your pen at me. I don't know (laughs) why I'm at fault for this. Maybe I'm not pointing at you. I'm pointing at your stupid hoodie. (laughs) I'm wearing a work-related hoodie at the moment. (laughs) But that is the end of my holiday memories. Okay. So sticking with the holly jolly motherfucker theme, I'm a sucker for a good, ugly Christmas sweater. But are people taking it too far? There is a sweater trend in the last couple of years where people make reindeer ugly Christmas sweaters, but cut out a tit hole and have it hanging outside of the sweater decorated. 
and stick a red nose right on their nipple and make reindeer out of them. Wouldn't your titty be cold? You would think. Like, no, they literally go as far as, so it's a good chunk of like their chest cut out. So they put antlers, googly eyes, and a red nose and make a fucking Rudolph tit deer. It's too much. Do you remember, I think it was last year there was one going around. It looked like a classier, ugly Christmas sweater. But when you paid more attention, it was one reindeer mounting another one. I love that sweater so much. Aside from reindeer boobs, Walmart pulled a Christmas sweater from their site from a third-party seller that was Santa doing lines of cocaine. And I fucking want that sweater so bad. It's, it's like a crude-drawn Santa with a straw, four lines of cocaine in front of him, and snowballs piled on the side of that. And he is just a happy motherfucker. I love that sweater. <laughs> the story pisses me off. I think I saw somewhere that that sweater has become very popular on Amazon since this controversy. Good. I don't know why Walmart pulled it. I don't know why someone cared enough to complain. Just don't buy the sweater if it's not your taste. Walmart third party sells a lot of weird shit. Have you been on Walmart.com and seen some of their stuff? Yeah, I've seen some weird things. So why why is that... Okay, somebody, I don't know how they found it anyways, but, you know, people complained to complain and Walmart pulled it. I'm betting her name was Karen. I, I and, had to, and I could guarantee what her haircut looked like. I had to explain my mom. So my mom and I do the listen, Linda thing to each other. Listen, Linda. And she goes, um, my name's not Linda, it's Karen. I'm like, you don't want to be a Karen. <laughs> and then I had to explain to her why she should not be called a Karen. And it still didn't sink in. So I called her a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why people have to complain about this stuff. It's It wasn't even out on a shelf where a kid's going to see it. Just if you don't like it, don't buy it. Let other people still enjoy it. So Amazon still sells it? That's what I heard. I haven't looked that closely into it. I'm not in the market for an ugly Christmas sweater at the moment. It looks like a child's rendition of Santa. He's got like stick arms. You know on paint where you hit the circle button, you just yeah. dab it into the center. That's what his hand looks like holding the straw. And I want this sweater. Is that all you had to say about Christmas sweaters? Yeah, I love Christmas sweaters. And I think the ugly Christmas sweater trend is awesome. And keep bringing them. Because there's, they get better and better every year. All right. In the spirit of Christmas and gift giving and capitalism, <laughs> let's do a holiday edition of Shut Up and Take My Money. Yay! The idea of this being really cool stuff we found that we don't necessarily want to give people our money, so it's going to be Shut Up and Take Santa's money. Yes! If somebody else is buying you this, this is what we're asking for. No limits. Do you want to start us off? My first one is so fucking basic, but I fucking love a good fuzzy blanket. It always ends up going to my dog somehow. Or cat. <laughs> as we've already established. <laughs> Yes, but I love big fuzzy blankets that I can, I like curling up on my couch. I love blankets. You can never have enough. Basic bitch. Blankets are nice, blankets. especially this time of year. Oh, blankets all the time. You should see me in the summer with eight fans going and I'm like, I'm so cold, but I'm not turning these yep. fans off. That's me. I make it intentionally colder. Even in the winter, I'm running fans just because 
You know, if it's colder, you can snuggle up in a blanket better. Exactly. You sleep so much better. Yep. My first one is a replica Rocketeer helmet. Are you familiar with this movie? It's on Disney+. Plus. It's early 90s. It's from the same director as the first of the newer Captain America movies, set in the same World War II era. Basically, it's a guy who stumbles across a jetpack, and then he gets this nice, cool gold helmet with basically a rudder on the top that he can, that's how he steers in the air as he turns his head and the fin kind of deflects the air. And it's so cool though. It's such a big part of my childhood. I really want one. They're super expensive unless you get cheap ones. They're on Etsy. I keep favoriting them on Etsy and I'm never going to buy one because I don't want to, I'm not going to spend $500 on a helmet, but it's cool. So since you brought up helmet, this isn't on my list, but I want that Green Ranger helmet. Yes. Green Power Ranger helmet is so fucking cool. I have a thing for helmets. I want the I want the Rocketeer. Do they make you go fast? No. <laughs> I want Green Ranger, Magneto, like the first class one that's yes. like the gunmetal with the silver accents. Oh, that would be so sick. Will it give you special powers? Wish. No, <laughs> uh, Boa Fett just... I just love helmets. I don't know what it is about them. They're so cool, but quality replicas are too expensive. I just have to look at them from afar. Yes. Okay. What's your next one? Lightsaber chopsticks. And they fucking glow. I've come very close to buying these for friends in the past. So I sent this to my brother because my brother loves Star Wars. And he's right now he's obsessed with the Mandalorian. It's good. (laughs) I need to see it. But I also need to see all the others first. Yeah, you'll appreciate it more if you watch the others. But I sent them to him, and he goes, I'm not saying that we have them, but (laughs) we might have already bought these. And now that I think about it, it's possible that I have actually bought these for friends and forgotten. (laughs) They're just so cool because they literally light up. Yeah, they're really cool. I'd I'd use them. I'd just have them just to have them. I wouldn't have any particular reason to use them. Yeah, I can't use chopsticks, but they're cool. Yeah, my hands don't work like that. My last one. Keep it in mind, no limits. About seven or eight years ago, this company released a, they called it an Artisan's Edition, replica of the Enterprise from Star Trek. Various Enterprises. All of them were about three foot long and $5,000. Oh. Yeah. But they were super cool. I mean, they were almost the size of like studio shooting models and they were lit all over the place. And they were so detailed to the point that if you looked in the windows or like the landing bay, there was full sets inside with little figurines and so cool. furniture and stuff. Yeah. It's so ridiculously cool. I'm pretty sure they didn't even make my favorite enterprises. They just made the most popular ones and then surprisingly didn't sell a whole lot of $5,000 enterprise models, but they're super cool. So I have two more because one was a last minute ad because right before we started recording, I found this. Okay. 50 Shades of Chicken Cookbook. And the cover of the book is a full roasted chicken hogtied like some BDSM (laughs) shit. And it is so fucking funny. I love me some chicken. I love me some chicken too. Not sure I'm going to hogtie it, but... That's kind of how the uh, roasters come if you buy them at Walmart. Yeah, but like this was a lot weirder. Okay. My last thing is an ale horn. It's literally like it's like a Viking fucking horn, and you just 
drink ale out of it. I'm trying to think if I've bought that for somebody else, too. It sounds familiar. <laughs> I've at but least considered it. I would go ham with that shit. You guys need that at the bar. I do. My favorite part of any time we do show up and take my money is when I bring my own ideas and try to pitch them to Emily. I'm scared and interested. Okay. So most of these, they aren't actual products. They're forms of media, movies or video games. Okay. Rudolph versus Adolf. <laughs> okay. Stay with me. Okay. A small, scrawny, weakling reindeer that doesn't fit in with all the others. He wants to help out in World War II, but he keeps getting rejected. He can't fight along with all the other reindeer. He's not strong enough. He's not fast enough until a really smart scientist elf comes along and gives him a super soldier serum. This is literally Captain America. Yes. <laughs> I want to remake Captain America with Rudolph. <laughs> Instead of fighting the Red Skull, he just fights Adolf. No? You're not buying no, no, it? No, 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 no. Because I have this weird ass image of my head where it's like, Chris Evans, a little fuzzy with a red nose and some antlers. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. See, I'm thinking stop motion Rudolph. Literal claymation? Yeah, like the old holiday specials that we just make it into an action film. Kind of okay. like, like Team America style. Okay, you can show up and take my money if it's going to yes. be in claymation style. Yes. And we can replace Bucky with Blitzen. <laughs> You gotta set up future sequels, and then you can uh, still have Winter Soldier as the can, subtitle. Can Blitzen have a mechanical arm too? Absolutely. Yes. He still has all of his reindeer legs. He just has a <laughs> human mechanical arm sticking out his back. <laughs> can no? <gasps> okay. Mechanical enough, it can pull into itself and shoot out of its chest too. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Take my goddamn money. Yes. So there's been a trend in recent years of gritty prequel series to other more popular stories. Specifically, they've done the Gotham TV series. It's a prequel to Batman. You don't really get Batman, but you get to see the origins of all the villains. And now recently, they've done an even earlier prequel of Alfred's origins. <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking. We get AMC to do a prequel to Boy Meets World. We call it Feeny. And it's the origins of Mr. Feeney. Feeney! Yes, I'm getting the Feeney calls in there. And it turns out he's not the real George Feeney. He's in witness protection. He used to be a hitman for the mob. And we see his rise up through the ranks of the mob. So George Feeney is not his real name? No. Okay. But he took that name from the first person he had to kill in the first episode of the series. It's his first assassination that he's put in charge of. Him and this other guy, they have this rat named George Feeney in their car. And he's told, okay, watch George. I'm going to get the guns out of the trunk. We'll walk him out into the woods. He doesn't keep a good enough eye on George. George runs off. So he has to track him down through the woods so he doesn't get away and tell the cops. So as he's chasing him, he's just yelling through the woods, Feeney! <laughs> Feeney! And then it's kind of traumatizing to him, but he eventually ends up killing the guy all on his own. And that it gives it a little extra spin to the Boy Meets World. It's actually a trigger every time that Eric Matthews does that internally. He's going back to his first kill. It would explain why he'd be so surprised every time like he like runs out the door or whatever. Like, what? 
It needs to be a prequel. I'm saying Brian Cranston, even though we said it as if he's like 20 at the start of the series. We don't explain it. It's just Brian Cranston playing. <laughs> we don't even CG a younger face. No, you're not as old. It's not as good as Reindeer uh, Rudolph versus Adolf. Maybe, oh, but. And the reason Feeny and Boy Meets World is always wearing sweaters and like suit jackets is because he's got all these mafia tattoos and stuff all up his arms. Okay. I don't know about that you're, one. You're not sold? I'll move not on. Yet. Not yet. This is a two-player VR experience. It's a baseball simulator. Okay. It's got to be VR because you're playing from the point of view of the baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart or people with motion sickness because you're spinning the whole time. See, I'm already out on that one. But continue. I you want you to continue to pitch it. You spin and then it like slows down right as you get to the bat. And then you see the impact of the bat against your face. And then you go flying. And it's two-player because you have to control the ball since you're on the offensive side to try to change the spins to steer it a little bit towards one of the uh, fielders. Try to get into their glove without puking. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine what a nightmare this game would be? You're just constantly spinning. Good pitch, but I'm out. I see what you did there. Good pitch. <laughs> I didn't even fucking mean to. Man, I'm good. Okay, but my- I'm out because motion sickness. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't play it. I would mostly just like to invent it as a form of torture. I was thinking the same thing. This one? I want this. Somebody can shut up and take my money on this game. Okay, I'm one for three, so. Grand Theft Auto to the next level. Full motion capture, character models, high quality actors doing all the cinematic scenes. But it's set in the future of Planet of the Apes in a modern style city, but all the characters are apes. And you have all the gun combat and driving that you normally would in a Grand Theft Auto game with the physicality of apes. So if you're speeding along the interstate and suddenly you want to bail out of the car, you can leap like an ape. And, like, jump onto somebody and rip their face off. You can shut up and take my money. Yes. I want this game so badly because, like, I was thinking about it at work today. Thinking, you could even have classes in this game. You could have, like, gorillas that are stronger and more durable, but they're slower. And then you could have chimps that can, like, scale up the size of buildings and rooftop gardens. I want this game. Somebody make me a damn Play of the Apes game. I think it would be really fun. Okay. Yeah, that's all I had to pitch you. So I'm I'm two for four. <laughs> 50-50. Not bad. Not bad. But are we ready to end this holiday show with some holiday urban? Yeah, let's go for it. So I have two. First one is called Cake Sitting. The act of sitting on cakes for sexual pleasure. <laughs> I, I need details. Are you nude? Is it like... You, you're fully clothed, but you're somehow gratified by sitting on cakes. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Number two, Christmas Wishbone, a friendly competition where two people insert the straight end of a candy cane into their rectums. They proceed to hook the canes together, clinch their sphincter, and play tug of war. The loser of the game has to eat the candy cane. Can be used in a bracket-style championship at large get-togethers. <laughs> Dan's face says it all. Uh huh. So you're clinching. Okay, I mean, I get it. I, I mean, I don't get it, but I understand how it functions. 
what the fuck kind of parties are people going to where you would do this in a bracket-style tournament? Any of them. Man, people be freaks. Right? But, like, the fact that they the loser has to eat the candy cane after. Okay. I, I can't believe I'm going deeper on this, but if you're doing it in the bracket-style tournament, is there an ultimate loser that has to eat all of them? Ooh. Is there someone that comes out on the bottom of the tournament? <clears throat> I'm I'm giving this more thought than I'm comfortable with. That's on you. Uh, okay. All I can say is at least you'll be minty fresh. Your pooper's gonna smell good. Yep. I wonder if it melts inside of there. What if it like gets sharp on the end? Ooh, that <laughs> is a perfect place to end the show. <laughs> As always. Thank you for listening today. Please share us with your friends. If you're an Apple user, we would definitely appreciate any ratings and reviews that helps us get our show out to more people. And if you're not on Apple, we still appreciate it if you review in whatever app you're using or just share us with your friends. Like I said before, anything helps us get the word out. And as always, like us and find us on Facebook at Micah Jiggers Podcast. You guys can let us know what you like, what you didn't like, opinions. Let us know what your most hated Christmas song is, what you think about the Christmas sweaters. Share your favorite Christmas memory with us. We always love hearing from you guys and we appreciate everything. And even if you don't celebrate Christmas, we hope you have a good holiday season, however you choose to spend it. Yeah. Ho, 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 bitches. (laughs) Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia.